This is Heavenly Gospels Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we have Pastor Chelsea preaching from the subject title, Take It Off. We hope you enjoy. After you do that, go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'm in the Passion Version. All right. I'm in the passion, the the passion version. And I'm going to start at verse 7. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I'm going to start with, okay, guys? And verse 7 says, Be quick to abstain from senseless traditions and legends. But instead, be engaged in the training of truth that brings righteousness. Verse 8 said, for athletic training only benefits you for a short season, but righteousness brings lasting benefit in everything. For righteousness contains the promise of life for time and eternity. And lastly, verse 9 says, faithful is the word. I'm going to say that one more time. Faithful is the word. Come on, say it with me. Faithful is the word. One more time. Faithful is And everyone should accept him. <laughs> I love that. I love that everybody should accept him. And I, and I know y'all wondering, like, well, the word, the Bible, is how is that a hymn? But in 1 John 1 and 1, it says that Jesus is the Word. <laughs> he, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. All right? And so that's why it said everyone should accept Him, because Jesus is the Word. Come on, bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Lord, we thank you for your spirit in this place, God. We thank you so much um, for just allowing us, Father, to be able to be awakened to your spirit that dwells with us each and every day, oh God. So open up our hearts, open up our minds to be able to receive your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shout amen. Amen. Come on, praise your, praise God as you take your seats in this place. Yeah. Are y'all ready to get with me online? Are y'all ready to get with me in person? Are y'all ready to get with me this morning? Let's go. Let's go. All right. So um, if you are new and, and if you're a visitor, um, the last two weeks we have been in the discussion about discipline. Everybody shout discipline. Yes. All right. And so that is the word for our house as a church. Okay. God has given a word for his church, HG specifically, um, for us to practice discipline. Everybody shout discipline one more time. Yes. And Elder Hines gave us some good tea last week. Y'all wasn't a tea good. I'm really not a tea drinker in real life, but last week it was good. It was good. And she gave us the tea on fasting, which is one of the spiritual disciplines that we have to take on in life for us to be able to grow in our spiritual walk, all right? 
And so today, family, we're going to continue the discussion of discipline. Everybody shout discipline. discipline. Come on, if you're online, just write discipline in the chat. Yes. Family, if you are not aware, in Beijing right now, they're having the 2022 Winter Olympics. Yeah, they are. Uh huh. And so I'm really not a Winter Olympics type of gal. All right, I'll, I like the track events and, you know, the summer um, Olympics. But um, there is one event that I do love to catch, and that is ice skating. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I just love it. I just be watching them. I don't know if it's just because they be gliding, and they, it look like they just be floating on the ice. Yeah, they be doing all them spins and don't be dizzy. I'm like, how you do all of that and don't be dizzy? And the men's, they be lifting them women's up like with one finger. Like, it's just so cool. It's so dope to watch. And, 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 and as I be sitting there watching and looking at their athletic ability, because y'all know it takes some athletic ability to do all of that. Because some of y'all can't even skate on roller skates. <laughs> if, if that's you, just say, just say, help me, Jesus. Oh, it's a lot of y'all. My God. <laughs> I thought it was going to be one or two that <laughs> nah, I'm playing. But it takes uh, the athletic ability. And as I was sitting back watching them, I started to think to myself, it would be really cool if I could skate like them. Yes, if I could just get out there. Now, y'all, I'm not a bad skater, okay? I feel like I'm naturally good at, at, at athletic things. I really think I got that from my father's side of the family. No, no shade, mama. Okay, but your girl can just get down. Not with the circles yet, but I feel like with some training and stuff, I could do well. That, that, that I, I could get out there. And, and, and I don't know if you know, but the way that the internet is set up now these days, it can read your mind. Y'all like, what? No, okay? And, and this is how I know it's true. Because when you're thinking about something, you start scrolling, and now, now it's on your Facebook, now it's on your internet, now it's on your YouTube. And them, look, look, and, and them ads be looking very interesting. You know, with the ice skating, the ads be like, man, you could become an Olympic skater. Yeah, with 10 extensive sessions, starting with $5.99 today, guaranteed you can, be, you can be an Olympic skater, guaranteed with those 10 sessions. And if not, your money will be refunded back. And your girl was like, ooh. And I don't think it's because I, 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 I want to learn. It's just, you know, they have on nice outfits and cool stuff. But, you know, even though the ads are up, I'm not a fool. <laughs> I wasn't dumb enough to fall for it. You see, and if I did, I, I would deserve every bruise and every fall that would await me thinking that I can be this skater. But this is the truth about all of this. Um, the truth is we all know that there is no effortless way, there is no easy way to become an Olympic skater. To make the Olympics, those athletes have spent countless hours, hour after hour, time after time, both on and both off of the ice, disciplining themselves to win the gold medal. Yeah, it's about, to, it's about to get tight, but guess what? It's right, okay? And so they discipline themselves, all right? But, but, but this is the thing with us as believers. As believers in Christ, we fall prey to the spiritual scam ads. 
Yeah. Guaranteed to solve all of our problems. I don't know if y'all stayed up late, late at night, but they be having a little prayer towel that you, if you get the right Jesus water and you sprinkle it on there and then you put the towel on your face, you're going to be healed. Some of y'all like, I ain't believing that, okay? Um, um, so some, some of us attend these conferences, and, and your life will be forever changed. And some of us, um, we read this book or we try this method, and, and you'll never struggle again. Those are the things that they sell. And although I am not against conferences, because I'll, be I'll be at one in a few weeks, okay? I'm not against conferences. I'm not against reading books or trying different methods. But the truth of the matter is we attend and come away on a spiritual high that only lasts a while until the glow wears off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we sign up and it seems to work for a while, but then the delusion starts setting in. Yeah. Just think about it. As babies in Christ, when, when, when we first receive Christ, y'all, we on fire to do everything, all right? We serving at church in every capacity. We reading our Bibles. We, we, we in our devotion game. We worshiping. And we at home at his feet. Ha, la, 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 la. We doing all of that um, when we first come into Christ. And, 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 and that's a beautiful thing. We're attending church every Sunday. We're at every group meeting. Um, we're fasting quarterly. We doing all of that. But yet the glare, the glow is wearing off. And when the glow begins to wear off, then we begin to feel unmotivated and burnt out. <laughs> I don't know about you, but have, have a few of you ever felt like, man, I just don't want to read my Bible right now. Yeah. Come on. Look, this, this, this only for my truthful people. How many of you be like, man, I know I need to pray, but I don't feel like praying. Yeah. So what's our problem, saints? What's our problem? We're looking for an easy and quick way to where we can only go by disciplining ourselves for the purpose of godliness. Yeah. I'm going to say that one more time. We're looking for the quick and easy fix, easy way, but it can't take us there. Discipline, it, it can only go through discipline for us to achieve the purpose of godliness. And I love God so much because God just doesn't want us out here just being disciplined in anything. Yeah, he doesn't have us shooting aimlessly at something. But God, God, God wants us to be disciplined with a purpose. So what's the purpose of godliness? We ask. For my note takers, it's to reflect the nature of the kingdom of God in the course of of, of everyday life. That's the purpose. To reflect the nature of the kingdom of God in the course of everyday life. You see, when we go back to our text this morning, 1 Timothy 4 and 7, it says, be quick. I'm going to say that one more time. <laughs> that, that stopped me right there. Before I go anywhere else, so I got to stop right here. Be quick. Be quick. Be quick, not procrastinate, not wait a minute, not hold on a second, not until you feel like it, not unless you feel like it, not slow and steady, easy does it, but be quick. Everybody shout, be quick. Be quick. And the reason why we have to move quickly is because the more that you put off, 
is the more that you will sit and try to rationalize yourself out of it. <laughs> so Paul knew what he was talking about when he was talking to Timothy. You will talk yourself out of whatever you're supposed to move quickly in. You see, there was a book that I read years ago. It was called The Five Second Rule. And the author, um, Mel Robinson, said it's best to move um, within the first five seconds of you thinking of a thing because after the five seconds, you will begin to rationalize. And I'm not talking about your food that you pick up. You got five seconds. Mm, God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Y'all do that. Five second rule. I actually did that the other uh, other Sunday. BB said, "Girl, why you eat that?" Five second rule. I want this peppermint now. <laughs> I don't know about the peppermints out there, but the peppermints in here, holy. <laughs> okay, I gotta do it fast. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but we have to move quickly. Because we can begin to rationalize ourselves out of the thing that the Holy Spirit is prompting us to do. Okay, and if you don't believe me, this is for the person. This is just an example. Your goal is to wake up at 4.45 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. you like, yeah, so the new discipline strategy is 4.45 a.m. in the morning. I'm going to get up, I'm going to pray, I'm going to do some devotion, I'm going to read my word, all right, I'm going to meditate about five minutes, you know what I'm saying, on the word of God, then I'm going to get up, go to the gym, after the gym, I'm going to go and take a shower, cook breakfast, and get on the road by 6.45 so I can make it to work on time. Y'all, this person was me, but like five years ago. My husband talking about, I know, you didn't know me five years ago. Anyway. <laughs> and the thing is, is that you, you can get so hyped, right? You got your meal prep. You already on meal prep for the week. You already got your clothes laid out for the week. You got your workout um, bag already packed. And the thing is, you're so excited that you can't even go to sleep because you have so much excitement for about the morning, right? Am I the only one up in here? So... Here we go. Everything set. You got your alarm set. Then Monday morning rolls up. That alarm go off. It feel like you just blinked. <laughs> you hit that snooze. Oh, five more minutes will do. Especially right now, it's cold. So all you want to do is just be cozy. Five more seconds. Doom. The 15 minute reminder come back. Oh, it's just, oh, it's just, it's, it's five o'clock. I can, I can, I can do five more minutes after you just spent 15 minutes, but you know, you got five more minutes and that five more minutes turned into an hour and 45 minutes. And now you get up in a rush because you can't do nothing. You can't pray. You can't devote. You can't even cook. All you got to do is grab that little granola bar and run out the house because you sat and you rationalized this whole entire thing thinking that you have time. But in the word, we have to learn how to be quick. We have to be quick to things. We have to be quick to say no. We have to be quick to say yes. We got to be quick to honor God. We got to be quick to let go of negative mindsets. We have to be quick to renew our minds when the 
destructive thinking comes about. We have to be quick to choose love even though others are choosing to hate. We have to be quick to cut off inappropriate conversations. We gotta be quick to cut off excuses. We gotta be quick in the word of God. Somebody shall be quick. We gotta be quick. We can't move slow. Some things we do gotta be quick on because we will try to talk ourselves out of it. Somebody shall be quick. Yeah. To reflect the nature of the kingdom of God in our everyday lives. First Timothy four and seven says we have to be quick to abstain from senseless traditions and legends. But, but instead engage in the training of truth that brings righteousness. Paul describes what we have to be quick to do. Again, he doesn't leave us aimlessly. He assigns what we have to do. We have to be quick to abstain. Yeah. Because the thing is, if you stay too long, you'll be flirting with the ideas and the things that doesn't bring righteousness. Yeah. If I can be hot, everybody know, look, look, I'm going to be hot. If you do not know, we are a church that is hot, and that means honest, open, and transparent. I'm a hot girl, all right? And so, I'm, this is a hot alert. And, and if I can be, um, um, at one point in my singleness, I had a curfew. Whenever I was talking to men that I was interested in, okay? After, after an 11 o'clock, I felt like there was nothing appropriate for us to talk about after this certain time um, because it, it wouldn't bring righteousness in, in, in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and the thing was, it wasn't even because of the, per of the person. I don't want the person to start talking ass. I didn't want me to start talking inappropriate. Because one thing I know, I, don't, I, I may have been getting to know this person, but I know me. I know myself, okay? Because the thing was, is I haven't always been walking um, um, in, sexual, in, in, in sexual purity. And because I was walking in discipline um, for the purpose of godliness, I knew that I had to move quickly when 11 o'clock hit. Yeah. I couldn't flirt with the idea of talking nasty. I couldn't flirt with the idea of what can you do to me. I couldn't flirt with the idea of what I could do to you. I couldn't do anymore I had to be quick to abstain so when seven o'clock hit there wasn't no snooze button there wasn't nothing that I could do I had to get off quickly because I knew myself I knew how I worked and for me to be disciplined I had to abstain I'm being hot I didn't care if the person thought I was weird I didn't care if the person thought I was crazy but that's what I had to do for the purpose of godliness and there's some of you who are just flirting with it. It may not be the phone conversations, but it's other things that you're flirting with. And let me tell you, let me make a public service announcement. You need to be quick to abstain. You need to be quick to cut it off. You gotta be quick. You gotta be quick. You moving too slow. And you're wondering why you're still struggling with that thing. Hey, what's up, baby? <laughs> stop. Boy, stop. <laughs> stop, stop, 
following me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, you can't. Some of y'all gotta be quick, but. <laughs> I got to go. I got to get up out of there. Because <laughs> you talking to me with no bro on, miss. I got to go. Hey, look. Y'all don't want to be hot up in here. <laughs> to go, ma'am. Look. Somebody shall be quick. Y'all, we going there. There are two types of disciplines. There are two types of spiritual disciplines that we have to have, all right? And write this down for my note takers. The first is the discipline of abstinence. And the second one is the, dis is the discipline of engagement. All right? There's two disciplines. The spir two spiritual disciplines. All right? The discipline of abstinence and the discipline of engagement. All right? And today, we're, we're going to really focus on the abstinence. All right? We, we're going to have other times where, where we break down the discipline of engagement. But I love this text that we're in because it talks about both. All right. And it talks about both in really in one in, in verse seven, because it says he says, be quick to abstain, but instead engage. All right. So it's 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 basically two things in one verse that he tells us to do. But right now we're going to focus on the discipline of abstinence. All right. And so because um, because there there are things um, um, that, that we have to do in the way um, that it should be done um, in, in those two categories of, of abstinence and engagement all right so let me tell you don't be fooled but but um, the thing is is sometimes we have to abstain from things that our flesh enjoy yeah we, we, we have to abstain to it and we have to start asking does this bring righteousness We have to start checking our fruit. We can't be an apple tree bearing oranges. We have to start checking our fruit. And let me tell you, look, it's, it's very important that we have to check our fruit. And, 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 and checking our fruit will allow us to engage and to bring righteousness into our lives. Because sometimes you got to ask, does me reacting this way to my spouse, does this bring righteousness in my marriage? Yeah. Do me going out every, going out to eat every day, does this bring righteousness in my stewardship to my finances? Yeah. Yeah. Does this food that I'm eating bring righteousness to my temple? <laughs> Y'all, here we go. I'm going for it. We pray for food to be nourishment. Come on. We pray for food to be nourishment, but really the food that we're praying for is food that is detrimental to our health. In 2022, what I'm doing and what we all need to do is stop praying for food that's high in sugar and carbs to bring nourishment to our bodies. I'm being for real. Because the truth is we have families struggling with diabetes, heart, uh, high cholesterol, um, high blood pressure, and even heart disease. 
Here we go, guys. You may not like it, but it's really manipulation. It's getting quiet. It's really manipulation to know that something is not healthy, but you pray for God to make it healthy unto you. It's manipulation. And, 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 and I hope that you join on Wednesday nights because we're going to continue to be breaking it down because, because we, we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that is one way that he's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He's coming through our health. Yeah. And if we don't be careful, we have these diagnoses, we have these conditions and diseases that are getting out of control, and we wonder what happened. We wonder what happened. And I understand that some diagnoses of these conditions are hereditary, all right? There's just some people, they, they, they can be the, the healthiest of the healthiest, but unfortunately, because it's in their bloodline, they have received it. I understand that. But I'm not trying to rebuke, but the only way for us to reflect on the nature of the kingdom of God in our everyday, um, uh, to, sorry, to be a reflection of the nature of the kingdom of God in our everyday lives is that we have to start being honest with ourselves in the church all right because if you keep reading it says be quick to abstain from senseless traditions and legends guys it's senseless for us to be up here praying for miracle signs and wonders about type 2 diabetes and you won't push the plate away I believe in prayer, and I know prayer to be a, a, a working thing. Trust me, but it takes you too. Lord, just help me with my diabetes. It's not the it's, it's not the type two diabetes that we need to rebuke. It's the spirit of gluttony, and it's the spirit of greed that needs to fall subject unto the word of God. But the enemy wants you to think, oh, whoa, whoa. no, it's not the type two. It's the spirit. And we got to start praying that spirit away because we won't, we won't have another generation struggling with a heart disease. We won't have another generation struggling with high cholesterol. We won't have another generation struggling with diabetes and other things. We won't have it. Somebody shout, be quick. Because the thing is, the enemy think he's slick. But today, we're sending notice that we see your tricks, we see your schemes, and guess what? We're not operating in that anymore. Yeah, we're going to be disciplined even in our eating. Come on, somebody shout, be quick. If you are training in a way that brings yourself glory think again because you're training all wrong <laughs> if your training does not bring righteousness you're training wrong come on Chris come up here really fast Chris you see once upon a 2015 I was a personal trainer I said once upon the 2015 because that's when it happened, okay. You see, I would train people to execute the right exercises, all right? Because the truth is about proper etiquette and exercising, if you don't do it in the proper form, it's pointless, all right? So Chris, just turn this, just turn this way, all right? And just, and just do a squat, all right? Right, just do a, do a, okay, see, this is horrible, all right? <laughs> 
Well, one more time, Chris, just to show the people of God. See, no, 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 no. You see, if Chris really wants to define and get the proper exercise for his legs, right? He's going in. Your knees shouldn't go above your toes, okay? It shouldn't go over. So you have to keep, keep, roll your shoulders back, keep your, your chest straight, make sure your feet are shoulder length apart, and then you're going to squat, right? And you got to dig. Yes, that's the proper squat. Come on. Come on, then come back up. And the reason why proper etiquette, you have to do it is because... If you don't, it is pointless. You won't see the proper results that you're looking for. Yeah. So, Chris, come on, do, do, do another a good squat. Yeah. You see, when he's doing it, he can feel the burn. Come on, come back up one more time. You see, when he does it, he's going to receive the proper results. Come on, one more time. Yeah, go down. Come back up. Yeah. Are you feeling the burn a little bit? Yeah, he's feeling it a little bit. Yeah. Because he has to receive the proper results. Because when you're doing something wrong, you, you can hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you can hurt yourself. And guess what? And you won't see the proper results that you're looking for. See, some of you are looking for the apple bottom, right? But if you're doing it wrong, you come on, come on. Some of you are looking for a big chest. But if you're doing it wrong, you won't receive the proper results. So it's senseless and pointless for you to come to church and serve and not want to serve God. It's senseless for you to want to come to serve and be seen. It's pointless. It's senseless for you to want your finances to be right, but you have no budget. It's senseless for you to want to have a prayer life, but you can't pray. It's senseless. It's pointless. You gotta have the proper form. And what, and what do you mean by this, Chelsea? In the spirit, our hearts gotta have the proper posture. Our hearts gotta have the proper motives. If you're coming to serve, you're coming to serve God. You're not coming to have accolades. You're not coming to have the congratulations, but you're coming because you know what good works look like. You're coming because you know that's what God has called you to. Somebody say, be quick. We have to stop shopping for effortless ways to get what the Bible clearly states come through hard work and some struggle. Don't nobody want to struggle no more. Well, I got to go through the struggle because we're humans. Duh. Like, I'm sorry, this is another service announcement. We're spirits, but yes, we're spirits in a human body. And guess what the human body got to do? We got to struggle sometimes. And it ain't nothing like, oh, well, why this religion? This religion, you teach, you got to struggle. No, it's human life. So whether you believe in God or not, there's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. And the Bible clearly states that, that there's some hard work and struggle that got to come. And there is no other way to godliness except through discipline. So let me clear this up. Because some people are like, hold on. So you telling me the only way to God is through, is through discipline? No, what I'm saying, the way through God, the only way to God is through Jesus. <laughs> 
The only way to God is through his son, Jesus. Now, the way to godliness, which is the characteristics and the nature of God, the way to that is through discipline. And for us to be able to show that in our everyday lives, we have to be. Yeah. You see, the reason why we need discipline to, ref to reflect the nature of the kingdom of God in our everyday life is because our very human nature goes against it. Okay? Our human nature wants to do what it wants to do, when it wants to do it, how it wants to do it, and whatever else comes along with us doing what we got to do. <laughs> and more than any other quality, self-discipline, will have the greatest influence whether you do well spiritually or not. In other words, defeated Christians are undisciplined Christians. Yeah. If you're taking notes, write that down. Defeated Christians are undisciplined Christians. <laughs> so if there's a time where you're like, I'm defeated, check your discipline. Well, God, I just keep, check your discipline. Yeah. I know you don't want to hear that. <laughs> it's tight, but it's right. You see, we live in a society that offer quick fixes to solve every problem. You know, whether it's a miraculous new weight loss program or easy way to learn a foreign language, y'all. I was really trying to learn Spanish for a dollar raise. But they told me no, so I said, forget y'all. <laughs> yeah, I got to do more than come on side. I got to learn French and all and Portuguese and all this stuff now. But anyway, but you will not succeed spiritually if you do not, if you do not become a disciplined person. Let me go even further. You will not succeed in life. Spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. If you do not become a disciplined person, that's the message that Paul is giving to his younger co-worker, Timothy. <laughs> this is the message that he's giving him. You see, what we have to learn and repeat, um, write this down, is that discipline is an ongoing process, not a quick fix. <laughs> okay? Discipline is not the one minute rice that you pop in. All right? Discipline is not that. It's an ongoing process. You see, discipline, um, it's, it's, it's a verb, and the verb is a present imperative pointing to a process. Yeah. We can never say, I have arrived, <laughs> because there's always work for us to do. It's literally like a person trying to stay in shape, all right? A person can be in shape for 25 years straight. But the minute that they stop training, they can get out of shape. They can start getting flabby. But you got to keep, but you got to keep at it. <laughs> yeah. It's an ongoing thing. And, 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 and the thing that the text says, it says being disciplined in the natural, it can only keep you for a short season. <laughs> he said a short season but if you're dissing spiritually 
And, and what I love it is I don't think it's just talking about years because being naturally disciplined, it can only keep you for this lifetime here on earth. But when you're spiritually different, disciplined, it can keep you for this lifetime and in the next. Yeah. The next thing is discipline is something in which both God, um, in which both God and you must be involved. <laughs> Somebody say God and I. Come on, point to yourself, say God and I. Yes. You wonder why things haven't been working in your favor. It's because you've been doing it all alone. Yeah. No wonder why. Because you've been trying to do it on your own merits, on your own strength. You think that you got it going on, but I'm sorry, we ain't all that. And we need God to help us in Galatians 5 and 22. It's scriptural. It tells us that self-control is the fruit of the spirit. Yes. Okay. And let me break that down. That is when the spirit of God can, controls you. And God gives you the ability to control yourself. And I love it because it was so convicting to me because, because I, I've been in a season where it was like, I don't feel like I have control of my health or I don't feel like I, I am disciplined or I don't have control. But once I was, I had to be reminded that since I received the Holy Spirit and when I received the Holy Spirit, there's this fruit of self-control. And guess what? I have the ability to be able to control whatever it is that I need to because God has given me this ability that I don't have to be alone. That is the trick of the enemy for him to, to tell you that you're in this alone because that is a lie of the pits of hell. You can do it with God. You have a responsibility in the matter. And it boils down to this question. Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to sit in uncomfortability for a few moments? Are you willing to sit and have your stomach just growl a little bit? Truth be told, my stomach be growling. I ain't even hungry sometimes. I be like, why are you growling? Making me seem greedy. Just growling. Make me look like I got indigestion problems. Why? But a lot of us aren't willing to pay no price. Jesus paid it all. He did, but if you want that faux pack, you got to start paying something. He paid the price for your soul, not for your body. Okay, I'm sorry. If athletes put themselves through years of hard work and training to get a silly gold medal, shouldn't we be willing to pay the price to be godly? See, some of us don't like biting our tongue. I don't want to be the big person. They ain't going, they ain't going, they ain't going to embarrass me. But sometimes you got to pay the price of just shutting up. I'm not saying for people to overstep you and, and I'm not saying let people overrun you, but sometimes you just... 
Because in Proverbs say, from afar, if you, if you got a fool, if you arguing with a fool, and it look like it ain't one fool, it looks like it's two fools. So I don't know about you, but your girl ain't no fool. <laughs> maybe you, that part may be right. <laughs> we should be willing to pay the price to be godly. And the last thing, and I'm not closing yet, but this is the last thing I want you to write down is discipline is discarding hindrances. We have to discard things that will hinder your process. So you see the Greek word for discipline, um, it's, it's spelled like gym and then it says uh, N-A-D-Z-O, okay? But it's, uh, it's pronounced quinazo. And from which we get the word gymnasium, all right? So it came from a word meaning naked. Because the Greek athletes would have to strip off their clothing so as, so as not to be hindered from the purpose of winning their event. The point is, if you're going to train ourselves for godliness, there are hindrances we have to strip off. Yeah, there are some hindrances that we have to strip off. There are some things that we have to take off. There are some things that we have to look, whether it's unforgiveness, we got to take it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's sexual immorality, we got to strip it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether it's pride, it got to come off. Whatever it is, we got to start stripping it off because we have a purpose that we have to meet. We have a purpose that we have to go after. There's a purpose that we got to go forth. And some of us got to strip it off. We got to strip off the bitterness. We got to strip off the anger. We got to strip off the past. We got to strip off the hurt. We got to strip off the pain. We have to strip it off. The thing that's keeping you is because you won't take it off. You want to hold on to it, but you got to take it off. You got to take it off. You got to take it off. Somebody shall take it off. Yeah. You got to take it off. And that was today's title of today's message, is take it off. Because in this season, we have so much that we have on. Yeah. We still carry in the sins of our parents' past. We got to take it off. Just because your mom was like that doesn't mean that you have to be like that. Take it off. Just because your daddy had drug addiction issues doesn't mean that you have to. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Of course, when we're taking it off, that includes all sin. But also it includes the things that may be all right. They may be all right in, in 
of themselves, but they don't help you grow towards godliness. <laughs> See, a lot of us are so focused on, okay, is this a sin or not? Does the Bible say that I can smoke weed or not? Does the Bible say I can get drunk or not? Does the Bible say, is it okay for me to masturbate or not? Is it okay for, it doesn't say thou should not look at porn. Is it okay or not? Oh, come on, we being hot in this place. Does it say it or not? But let me tell you what the Bible does say. In 1 Corinthians 10 and 23, it says everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So everything that we can do, but does it benefit you in your walk? Does it benefit you and does it lead you towards righteousness? So no, it does not say thou shalt not smoke weed, but does it lead you to God? Does it lead you to purposeness? Does it lead you to the nature of the kingdom of God? Does it do that for you? No, 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 no. It does not say thou shalt not watch porn, but does it lead you to the, in the pursuit of godliness? Does it lead you in the suit of righteousness? Does it bring forth righteousness? So no, it doesn't have to be written, thou shalt not. But you should ask yourself, does this bring righteousness in my life? Does this help me in right standing with God? We're so worried about the technical, but does it show God? Does it show his nature? Does it show who he is? Does it present him as who he is? Because yeah. the truth of the matter, there are people in here. They can have all the carbs they want. But does it make it right for me? No. They metabolism all high, mind all slowing down and stuff. But it doesn't make it permissible for me. It doesn't bring righteousness into my life. Because the more carbs I eat, the more lazy I get, the more I procrastinate, the more I want to sleep, and the less I want to do the things of God that God has called me to do. So it doesn't work for me. Yeah, carbs may not be a sin, but it hinders me. So if you can stand to your feet, if you're able, just stand to your feet. And the thing is, is, when we start taking off things, right? We can look crazy. My, my sock not even on. I think my, one of my other socks is just shift. You know what I'm saying? I, I look crazy, right? But sometimes it, look, it may look crazy to others, but don't mind that. Cause you gotta take it off. <laughs> I remember and a lot of times I bring up my singleness because I've, I've been single more than I've been married, right? In, in May, it'll be a year. But I remember in 20... Thank you. Thank you. 
Healthy marriages all 2022. Yeah, yeah. All right. (laughs) But back in like 2014, God had called me and told me, he was like, Chelsea, I don't want you to kiss, okay? Because I have to take off the layers of sexual immorality. See, if I can go even deeper, I was, I was a young girl, I was five, and I was sexually abused at a young age, at five to be exact. And so at the, from the age of five, um, I didn't tell, I didn't come out and tell my parents until I was about 19. So that's 14 years of secrecy. That's 14 years of struggling. Um, I didn't struggle with sexual identity, but I struggled with sexual promiscuity. So God was like, what I need you to do is I need you to strip it off. And when it comes to this next relationship, this is back in 2014, he told me, don't you kiss. And I was like, but kissing ain't a sin. And that's the only thing I can do. (laughs) So what? What? And I remember dating a guy. And he just thought it was the weirdest thing. And I was like, God, I can't do that. So I went back to what I was used to. Because of how this person viewed me. And here come 2020. December 2020. I meet my man's. Posies. And here I am. I stripped off everything. And I told him, I said, I think God is calling me. Not think I should have known, but <laughs> six years later, God told me not to kiss. And I gotta honor that because of who I am. Because I know that I want to honor God and the only way that I can fully honor that is taking and abstaining from anything sexual. Y'all, the man of God said, good luck with that. My husband. He said, well, good luck with that. Huh? He said, good luck with that. But this time, I didn't let how he viewed me. I didn't let how crazy it looked to make me move on what God told me. I didn't, I didn't move on how weird he probably thought it was. I didn't let it move me. I said, well, God, it may not be my portion. He just may not be my portion. And then a few weeks later, God convicted him, and then here we are married. (laughs) I said all that to say, don't be ashamed of the things that you have to strip off. And don't be ashamed of how it looks to others. Don't be ashamed. And don't let it move you. Stand in it. And stand on it. Like, really stand on it. I don't care if you tell your friends for the next six months no about going out to eat because you have a goal for your budget that you're trying to make. When I first moved by myself, that's what I did. 
I was like, oh no, I can't go. No, I can't go. Why? It's not in my budget. Not in my budget. Not in my budget. And then they was like, girl, I'll pay. All right. I wasn't ashamed because I have to strip off. Poverty doesn't run in my bloodline, but I don't want it to start with me. My father taught me well with finances and I don't want to steer wrong. But we have to take it off. And today as we pray, we are stripping it off today. We're stripping it off our own control. We're stripping off our own ways. We're stripping off our own vision. We're stripping off whatever it is that is hindering us from fully getting all in discipline with what God has called us to this year. And I looked and I've been praying for the things that we laid on the altar last uh, uh, last week. Um, and, 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 and the thing is, if you are going to be disciplined in whatever it is, you got to start taking some things off. Somebody shout discipline. Come on with every hand raised because every hand, every person in here can, can get some discipline in their life. Yes. To Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your convicting word on this morning. Not just for them, but me as well. And I pray, Father, that this will be the day that we will be bold enough to start taking the things that hinder us off. No matter how crazy we may look, no matter um, um, how weird it can come off, Lord, but give us the heart to be disciplined and to stand in what you have called us to do. Lord, we thank you and we love you. And this is the year that we go all in with discipline, Father. Whatever it is that you have commanded us to do in this house and as individuals, God, help us to stand firm in it, Lord. Help us to, to, to penetrate our hearts. That discipline is an ongoing process. That it's not quick, that it's not easy, but it's something that we have to do every single day. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shout amen. Thank you for listening to Heavenly Gospels podcast. We hope something was said for you to come back and listen again. Look, if you want to partner with our ministry, here is your chance. You can partner via Cash App at dollar sign Heavenly Gospel, or you can go on our website at hglovespeople.com today. We love you and we hope that you have a great day.